New Country 93.1 Goose and Renee. Welcome to another edition of the Goose and Renee More Stuff podcast. Stuff that we uh, don't necessarily get to on the show or uh, maybe we just uh, aren't allowed to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. This is not this is just something that we didn't really get to on the show. But last night was the first round of the NFL draft. And uh, Renee, you and your fiance David uh, actually met four years ago. Yep. On the night of the NFL draft. Yep. I was meeting up with some girlfriends for a happy hour and uh, he was there meeting his buddy to watch the draft. Right. And we met up at Bubba's on Hall Road. And I is that a Bubba's thirty three? Yep, yep, yep. Is it still there? It is still there. We went there last night. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I remember uh, uh, going to a Bubba's thirty three in Colorado and, and really liked it. I didn't realize there was one out here. Yeah. I, so cool that place. was my question. You mm-hmm. you went back to the place you met just because yeah. it's something you you do now, which is all yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch the NFL draft together. A little tired, well, but yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have the same excitement as it did four years ago. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about places we have met people. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, sure. Bars is is bars or restaurants are way high on the list. Yeah, I would say for multiple reasons. It's a social place. Sure, you've got probably a little extra liquid courage in you. Absolutely, to talk to someone you might be interested in. I know that's what was going on because he used the cheesiest pickup line that night. He did not. Oh yeah, like you know, conversation was flowing that night between him and I, and his way of kissing me was he said. I bet you're a really good kisser. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Could you, knowing David, could you imagine him saying that? Not really. No. 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 Every once in a while, I remind him of that. How did it start, though? What was the very first thing? Did you go over to him or he come, he come over to you? So what happened was my girlfriend was giving myself, as well as another girl that was with us, the talk of, you girls need to get off of the dating sites and just meet people the old-fashioned way. Okay. And, you know, okay, because we were griping about how difficult it is to meet people and how the dating sites are just awful. Yep. And I said to her, I said, really? Really? Why hadn't I thought of that? And I said, you know what? There is one guy in this entire bar that I would... It's a podcast. Hang out with? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, it's that dude right there. And I pointed to David. And my girlfriend said... I actually know that guy. Oh, my gosh. Come to find out, she worked with him in high school at a pizzeria. Oh, And okay. so she called him over, and they played catch-up for a while, and then she introduced he this and I. my friend, Renee. Yeah, and okay. we just started chatting, and yep. the chatting continued. Bars and dating apps, obviously, but uh, let's let's reminisce a little bit. Where's um, Where's a unique place you met someone before? Outside of like a, again, bar or dating app. My I know, like, I was thinking, I met someone at work. Uh, there was a there was a client that came into a radio station I was working in. And she walked out and I went to the salesperson. I was like, who was that? Who that? Yeah. And she goes, oh, that's Crystal. She's single. And I was like, really? And then, and then she passed, it was almost like high school where she passed notes back and forth. Uh, was and it emails? It was a uh, Facebook. Well, it turned into like Facebook Messenger, blah blah blah, and then yeah, and then we ended up meeting up. But again, I'm trying to remember like a unique place I met someone. My high school boyfriend. I was like a um, a waitress at a banquet hall, and 
I was waitressing his grandpa's high school, or high school, his grandpa's memorial luncheon, so funeral luncheon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And you ended up talking during the, the I luncheon? Was, yeah, I was his family's waitress for the family table, and I was like, I'm really sorry about your grandpa dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as he was leaving, he's like, hey, uh, you know... I don't know if this is the best place or if you're going to think I'm really weird, but would you want to hang out sometime? And we were together for two years through that, while that I was in high school. That is a unique place for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Hindsight, that was probably a red flag though, right? Now, PK, you're, you're in the dating world currently. Has there been any recent place where you've met someone other than like a dating app or something? No. Nowadays, it's so hard. I go out to bars. I go out to restaurants. I go out to places that I think I can find some, like good people. It's still not working. I got to admit, I you know, I don't know if I would want to be dating now. You know, my girlfriend I've been with for eight months or so, nine months, and we met on a dating app. But going up to someone now at, you know, the gym or the grocery store or... I think the gym is the worst place to try to meet someone. Honestly, only on the way out or in again, never yeah. like while they're working out. That's correct. Just stupid. Oh, like, that's a good rule. I never way. thought about that. Yeah. On the way out, maybe on the way out or on the way in, you can stop them. But once they're in the middle of their workout, I agree. Stay away. Okay. That's I actually territory. never thought about that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, again, just approaching someone and, and not to, uh, not to, you know, belittle or diminish anything when it comes to, uh, you know, whether it be the Me Too movement or, or women's safety, but it's, it's hard to say the first words to a woman right now because God knows what could be running through her head. Right. There are, there are heightened senses there when are. it comes to females now. No, you're right. You're right. We're all on alert a little more. Um, I think that the friend of a friend thing is a slippery slope too, because if it doesn't work out, yeah, I learned my lesson. Cause I, mm. for a while you want to be matchmaker and Cupid and see your friends happy and your intentions are good, but then it doesn't work out. Oh yeah, that's true. So I've given up on trying to do that too. Actually coming up, I got a wedding here in July. Mine? Uh, not my, be I'm best manning for another guy. My best friend, yeah. uh, my ex is the maid of honor to his fiance, and I am the, You're best, the best man. man. So I have to uh, walk my ex of four years down the aisle, uh, do the first dance, like things I thought possibly I was going to do with her. I have to do with her now at a different. Okay, but how, but okay, but how did it end though? How did not it, good. It not good. Are you guys on good terms now? We're on decent terms now. Like, yeah, we'll hang out and like with the other guys. Who, like, who was it? You or her? It was you. Okay, so yeah, it was me. So you're not hoping for a, a reignition of reconciliation, the spark, but it, do you think she is? Oh, I have no clue. She's dated like four other guys since me, and oh. I've still dated no one. So is you, she with someone now? Oh yeah, she's with the best man's cousin, who's going to be at the <laughs> wedding. Oh my gosh, can we come? I want to sit back and see how this unfolds. Wait, you're the best man. I mean, so the groom's, I mean, yeah, the, the groom's, groom's cousin. cousin. Wow. Yeah, I, I, you could be the modern day uh, J Lo and Ben Affleck though, and and reconcile after so much time away. Mm, nah, no? no, no. That's still that's going to be really uncomfortable. I know. I want to be there. The first dance and everything. Oh! Yeah, or the, oh. the the couples. To, oof. And then what happens once a couple of drinks get in you guys? Yeah, are you going to be the reason the wedding is ruined? 
Oh no, I'm going to I we have had like little spurts where we fought and it's always ended up like me trying to calm stuff down cuz while we drink, I find it super funny. I never get mad. I find it hilarious that people get upset. That you're fighting? Yeah. Like I will laugh the fact that like someone else is getting so worked up with me, like against me. Oh, he's one of those that as she gets angry, you laugh. Kyle, learn quickly. <laughs> You that is not gonna help you ever. Ever. I think, I think once you walk her down the aisle and you once the pictures are done and once the first dance is done, you just part you make you you stay away from yeah. each other at once the Once your at obligations the are done. Yeah. 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 But which brings up another question. Are you bringing a date to my wedding? Do you think? Do you want me to? I don't I care. Told, I'm just curious. I'll bring a date. I can find a date. Okay, but if he doesn't, are you asking because there's someone coming that you See, think? See, there we go again. I said I'm done doing yeah, that. Yeah, but but is there someone you're thinking maybe, about? Maybe, maybe. Who is it? I, I, a friend. I, I look dapper them? in a suit. No. Oh. No. Nice and dapper over here. Nice tie, belt buckle. Come okay, on. never mind. You're is just... it is it your um is it your really hot cousin? No, she's too and, old for him. Oh. And she wouldn't put up with you. That's true. Okay, <laughs> that one. That too old work. for me, my butt. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I, wouldn't do that I, to I say, I say, oof, I don't know if I say bring a date or let Renee do it. Mm, I'm torn. We'll have to readdress. I'm actually torn on this one too. We'll have to readdress yeah. this as it gets closer. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but uh, we need to pause this conversation because the phone is ringing and I am super excited about this. Uh, new country, hello. Hey, it's Goose and Renee around. This is Goose and Renee. What's up? It's Lee Bryce. Mr. Bryce. Hello. How are you, sir? I am okay riding down the road in Canada. You're in Canada? What part? Well, I don't know. We, we, <laughs> we <started laughs> well, that's not good. We started way over on the West Coast. We've been going town by town all the way across Canada for the last two weeks. And uh, it's been really good, though. It's been, uh, man, they love country music up here. We love it. That's great. Heck yeah. I just love that you, you get on the bus and you're like, all right, on to the next stop. <laughs> Lee, you got to do something while you're in Canada. Goose doesn't believe me. You got to pick up a bag of ketchup chips. I already have. Already have. Do you love them? They're really cool. Really cool? No, he doesn't like them. He doesn't like them. He's like, "Eh, I'll give him a try. My thing is, is I like to do things like I had somebody... My bus driver said, hey, I, I, I found some really cool stuff, and I put it in the fridge, and it was like this sauce, and it said mayo chup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, and like barbecue, like, like I, there were these different things that they put in the one container. I said, you know, I want to put ketchup and mayo or mustard or barbecue sauce like on my stuff separately. So don't buy it already mixed. <laughs> I see. I yeah, agree with you. I get that. I want to. I want to do my. Uh, you know my ratio. I don't need your ratio. <laughs> are you? Are you also more of like a, a, a basic eater where you don't need the fancy sauces and concoctions? Yeah, I mean, I like simple sauces. I do like my sauce, but I mean, you know. Like, don't give me Chick-fil-A Duggets without no Chick-fil-A sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I mean, there's no point in it. That's sacrilegious. 
Yeah, I do like to have my sauce with certain things. You know what I mean? Like Zaxby's, you got to have the sauce, or just don't get me the chicken tenders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I don't. Right, I don't mind sauce, but like especially when it comes to like wings, I'm a chicken wing connoisseur. But I love a dry rub, and if if I do yeah. get a sauce, I want the sauce on the side because I don't trust the person. I don't like soggy wings, and a lot of people over sauce the wings, and so give me the sauce on the side uh, so uh, I can uh, do my ratio. I, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a wing guy too. I love now I love cooking them completely grilling them and get the whole thing done and then I like to just make my own simple sauce I like you know buffalo sauce and I and I'll just barely dip it up and I still have them on the grill after that so yeah I know what you're saying yeah about and then you and yeah and then you and tack up the sauce a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it, never grilled wings oh they're the best you've like never I mean, grilled just oh. the best. No. Well, huh. yeah, next really yeah. Next time you're in town, uh, we're gonna throw down on some smoked grilled wings, and uh, we'll Let's we'll do, do it up. It. Let's do it, man. I love it, uh, Renee. I want to I want to play a little Lee Bryce trivia with you. Okay. Okay. Let's you get, do it. You got you got Lee Bryce on one side of the equation. Okay. Uh huh. And then you've got uh, Jason Aldean, Garth Brooks, uh, Tim McGraw, Eli Young Band, Kenny Chesney, and even Sister Hazel. Sister Hazel. On the other side of the bracket. What does all that have in common? I have no idea. You're throwing me for a wrench with that Sister Hazel. Lee Bryce wrote songs for all of them. No way. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, my first recording I ever got, like on an outside cut, but I wrote a song I, it was Sister Hazel. It was like my first record cut ever. So even before I had a country cut, I randomly had written a song with one of those guys and Stan Lynch. From Tom Petty, the drummer. Yeah. And, and Sister Hazel cut it. And I was like, wow, I got a cut. You know, I was so excited. <laughs> and that, that seems to be, you know, uh, kind of how it works. You see the crossover so many times where, uh, as an amazing songwriter like you are, where, of course, you've put out your albums, you've got your things, but you've got these songs, and sometimes they go to, to you know, to someone else. Yeah, I mean, you know, I started writing a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of songs, like, you know, at the beginning, like, every day, all the time, write two or three times a day, trying to, you know, make, get a collection of everything that I wanted to record myself, you know, and, but in the process, you know, it gets around town, you're writing around town, people will hear songs, and so in the process, you know, I got a couple cuts, like, you know, big cuts, and I was like, and so a lot of folks think, that, hey, it must have been cool going to be a songwriter, and then, and then becoming an artist. But the truth is, is I was writing for to be an artist the whole time. Just kind of happened to have a little success at that, you know, while I was on my way to do it. And and uh, and now I write songs, and I can't record them all. So now, you know, I have other folks just, you know, if they hear a song and I'm not like too, too, too attached to it, you know, I love, I love, I'm honored every time somebody else wants to record one of my songs. Has there ever been a one, uh, a song that, you know, again, you've got some huge name on this list of people who have recorded your song. Was there ever that one song sheet that you held on to a little tightly as they were kind of tugging away, like, I want to record this one? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, whenever you're, like, going through the McDonald's line and you can't find a dime to put, like, cheese on your little burger, your 35 <laughs> yeah. burger. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, at that at that point, you're kind of like, uh, you, uh, you said you're going to single this, like, next week? Okay, duh. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so how, how does that work when you're writing a song? Do you, as you're writing it, go, okay, I can hear Tim McGraw singing this? Or do you write it and go, who can I hear singing this? 
sometimes, I mean, most of the time, if, you know, I'm writing it with me in mind, right? Right. And normally that, you know, I keep the par, the bar really high. And so at the end of the day, the song usually comes out, you know, good. That's what we do. And so, but yeah, there are times whenever at the end of the day, I'll, you know, my publishers have all the songs and they'll call and go, hey, Salee, like, you know, you, uh, you, you, are, you, are you recording this song? Because we thought it'd be great to play for Jason Aldean or whatever. And, uh, and you know, they'll run it by me, and, and, and that's usually kind of how it works. I mean, sometimes if I'm going out to go write, say, with Jason or with somebody or for their camp, we will go in and go, all right, we know the type of stuff that, say, Kenny Chesney does, or we know the type of stuff that Jason Aldean does or whatever, whoever, Tim McGraw. We kind of, you know, you get to know them. You listen to them your whole life, and you know, kind of, you know, you get to know their music. And so you can, you can kind of cater to that too and see. And, but sometimes it just doesn't work out as well like that. Sometimes it's, it feels like you just write great songs and, and stuff gets cut. Sure. Now, uh, I, I mean, absolutely no no insult by this. And I don't even know if you've even thought about this. But uh, I have to say, uh, your children have some of the best names, including Dakota and Riker. Um, but do you look back a little bit now and you're like, darn it, um, I've got a daughter that is now going to be forever known as a seltzer. <laughs> His third daughter is Truly. Really? Yeah, T R U L E E, right after her daddy. But, uh-huh. yep. Uh, you know, we named her, and it was all great. I love it. And then, like, then the seltzer came out. Right, like, right. <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> but it spelled differently, and honestly, it doesn't matter. She's such a freaking, like, amazing little girl like she's way bigger than a seltzer there you go there you go i believe if she ever if she ever gets on your nerves be like white claw listen up (laughs) white claw (laughs) (laughs) hey i gotta ask you we were talking about something on the air the other day when keith urban he sparked a debate about whether people should be standing or sitting at concerts on one hand you're paying for a seat but on the other you want people standing up and dancing so First of all, how do you feel about that? About people standing or sitting at your concerts? What do you, as an artist, prefer? Well, I do want you to do whatever it is you want to do, and I have to say that because, like, when I go to a concert, which is very rare these days, right? I sometimes I I just want to sit and watch. If I'm in a seat where I can, like, I'm not necessarily a big singer, screamer, jumping downer. I want to like. Take in the concert. You gotta so, take it all right. in, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I am one of those people, and I'm like, now I'm not like ever angry at the person in front of me standing up. Then that just means I need to stand up to watch concert. Sure. But okay. If everybody's sitting down. I love to sit and watch and take in a concert because I'm there to see like good music or a good player or a good singer or a good song yeah. or whatever it is. And um, so that's kind of boring. I know of me, um, but. That's why I don't. When I get on stage, sometimes I, I don't. I try not to get in my head that people are sitting down over to the in an area because you know that just kind of that's what they want to do. Then more power to them, and I'll just I'm still giving them a good concert, so I'm good. You know, well, I'm so glad that you asked that because that brought up another question that we were talking about. Like, do artists notice from the stage when you're playing a song and people go and take a seat, or oh, I'm going to go grab a beer for this one? Do you guys notice that stuff? I mean, not really. I mean, there can be some, there can be awkward moments. I mean, there hasn't been for me for a, a long time because I've got songs that are familiar enough. 
But, you know, when we were coming up, it's kind of maybe we're going to Texas and we're trying to get our foot in the door in Texas. You know, it's hard to do. But you go play for five people sometimes. Like, sure. you got your whole band set up. You're in there and you're in the spread. Then there's five people standing in front of you. And you're playing your buns off. Yeah. You know, but, but you give them all you got. The next time you come, there's going to be 10 there. The next time there'll be 50. The next time there'll be 250. Right. The next time there'll be 2,000. And it just, it's, you know, I've been through those, those times. And so, yeah, you do kind of like, I mean, back then I'd yell at the crowd, like, get up, come over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, now I'm like, you know what, if you, you know, more power to you. If you want to sit and take in the show, do it. It's a dramatic show. Uh, well, last question, Lee, before we let you go. Uh, this uh, I started a tradition back in like 2016, I think it was. I was at the uh, CMAs in Vegas, and they were doing like Radio Row, and Garth Brooks came along and uh, chatting with him. And I said, uh, look, Garth, you know, everyone in country music or anyone who listens uh, to country music would probably put you on the Mount Rushmore of country music if, if they were to make one. So, Garth, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore? And ever since then, I've loved to ask country artists as we're wrapping up the interview, there's a Mount Rushmore of country music who are you putting on the mount rushmore of country music i mean that's that's a really big question you, you know are you talking <laughs> what years are you talking are you talking about all the time? <laughs> I mean, that's a you know that's a big deal uh-huh I mean, you know if, if, if we kind of cut out and we go more modern country music let's i would say you got to have garth brooks right uh you got to have uh reba mcintyre um you got to have vince gill um, and then this is kind of maybe a 90s kind of a thing. The music that we kind of grew up here uh-huh. when we were young. Uh, but these guys, you know, it seems like they're just, uh, I don't know, how many more do we need? Like one or two? Well, just one more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good, I mean, Vince, Reba, and Garth, that's that's a good start that's for solid. sure. Yeah. You, you probably, you probably got to do like a, a duo. Like you probably got to put a Brooks and Dunn up there or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a good Mount Rushmore I right like there it. for I like sure. It. Uh, well, Lee, thank you so much for calling in while you're on the road uh, up there in Canada. And, uh, you know, if you want to throw out the rest of the ketchup chips, that's fine. No, 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 no. Don't, hey, you get, don't one we more thing wait. you got to give a shot up there, the coffee crisp. Get yourself a coffee crisp candy oh, bar. All right, I'll have to try that. I'm not, like I said, I don't like to mix things very much. Yeah. So, right. Uh, it's like coffee. I like my coffee. It's coffee. I like crisp. It tastes like right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Lee, thank you so much, man. Right. I can't wait to see you and uh, have a great rest of your trip. Appreciate y'all, man. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Later. Well, that's a way to wrap up a podcast for sure. That does it for another edition of Goose Renee's More Stuff Podcast. Brand new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Goose Renee, New Country 93.1. Ciao.